be a pretty rough situation. Is that is that kind of your based on what you're saying? Is that kind of what your feeling is that it's kind of it's almost like the rich are really going to have access to great deals in real estate, and people who aren't rich might be uh, struggling to get anything? Or do you kind of have a different take on that? I mean, I I, I think it's going to come down to the people who who have who have the the money yes definitely they're going to be the one that's going to benefit um because things are going to be um trickling down if you look at 09 especially people who bought homes in 09 in the dfw and investors who bought blocks up will tell you they are millionaires because of what happened in 09 and what we what we saw just a couple months ago in our current real estate market, I mean, we saw some areas where properties went up thirty percent, right. you know, in the DFW in comparison to what where they bought properties in '09 when the when we were just entering that other uh, great uh, recession. So you definitely got the ones the, the individuals that are able to uh, be buffered through this time period and is able to to make it financially and keep their credit score and, and the ones that have liquid, they're definitely going to be able to benefit from deals to be able to come in and, and buy low and then, and then cycle it through and then be able to sell high again. Um, and, and so, yeah, uh, if you look at it from, from that perspective, we're definitely, um, if you want to say the rich um, would definitely be the ones benefiting from it. But the way I look at it, it's going to be the individuals who, not just have the liquid, but also have the credit scores. And so it's those individuals that were able to um, ride this wave, so to speak, are going to be the ones that will be able to benefit if they position themselves. Because right now, it's about positioning um, um, and being proactive and, and, and really uh, looking at the finances and seeing what can be trimmed down so you can... Um, sustain what's about to come because no one knows um, what we're what we're facing. I mean, every day you're getting mixed um, intel coming in, um, and and so there's really no grasp on this situation. And, and and so I think right now it's just it's just being prepared and and really trimming um, some of the things that we do and, and some things are being trimmed because we can't go out anyways so you know some of those things are, are being trimmed but really looking at at this situation and, and seeing how we can come out of it on, on top and that's and that's been kind of the saving grace for me and kind of what I'm trying to share with people too is position yourself right now um, this can be yes it's a, a negative situation we see this pandemic the economy it's not looking well, but if you can group or partner with people to see how you guys could maintain your finances. So when this thing does blow over, you, you know, credit wise and liquid wise, you're able to now have a, a game plan on the real estate end and say, you know, let's let's go after these units. Um, yeah, we might take a risk with with um, tenants. Maybe if there's there's no they don't pay for a couple months, but, you know, Let's let's go after this because we know this stuff is going to cycle. I mean, I, I, I've done research the last uh, two weeks looking at uh, the Great Depression, you know, looking at uh, the Spanish flu, um, the Black Plague, and just seeing how we rebuild back as a country. Yeah, it took time. But if you look at history, 
we have came back from these right. things. You know, right. so it's just a matter of what what is it going to look like? What are we going to look like as a country? Um, because you know that this reset button that we're seeing, we are going to look different as a country. Um, and so now it's just trying to really research and, and see what are we going to look like moving forward by what history has shown us in the past. Based on a, I haven't, Based on a, I, haven't I wish I'd been doing that. I, I wish I'd been doing reading that. Reading about and knowing about the Spanish flu. About, I, I haven't done any, as I much research as I'd like to right now. So like what's something right that you read so that you're like, that's that interesting that happened like, that's because of that that you think might that, happen to us? And maybe you've already us. mentioned it, but specifically in reading it, about the Spanish flu stuff, what's something that stuck out to you that you think is like, wow, that's an interesting thing that happened to us there. This might happen, you know, now. So looking at the time, you know, the Spanish flu was 1919. We know what America looked like in the Roaring Twenties. Um, so we kind of had a, a great time period. Then we went to the, to the recession, I mean, the Great Depression in 29. And so just looking at, at, at there was a time period where there were still some industries that individuals came together and were able to build, build different industries. Um, and so just really seeing how people came together and were innovative to still keep things going. And and then if you look at the great um, if you look at the Great Depression, really really um, eyeing um, FDR's move on on the New Deal and seeing how that created um, work and changed the the scope of our economy. And I think we can do something like that um, moving forward because if you look at what has happened, it showed us that that we are lacking in a digital infrastructure. You know, as far as broadband being. Um, universal and creating a, a that type of infrastructure will create jobs if we're like okay now we know that if this ever happens again we need to have cities that are that have wi-fi so now we're creating jobs you know so now we got telecoms coming together uh laborers to create a a, a, a wi-fi society so if this something like this does happen again uh, we have people looking at an infrastructure to, so we can create a digital free society if we have to move to it. Not saying that I want this to be the only way to go, but if if we kind of use that same model that was done in the New Deal, which the New Deal, if you look at that, that's where you started seeing the Conservation Corps. You started seeing um, work on infrastructure uh, just programs that were were, were, were based on building the, the country. And then if you look at another quote-unquote uh, crisis time, I mean, we, we rebuilt after World War II. I mean, this is where you saw um, money put in to the college systems, um, really looking at land grants and, and just seeing how uh, the universities and the colleges took off in the 60s with, the, with our soldiers and the GI bills. So there are things that I, I, I think if we get creative, we get a lot of think tanks, innovators, there's ways that we can drive this, this new infrastructure. Because like I said, I don't know what it's going to look like. But if we get a lot of, a lot of individuals who are researchers and, and that are thinking about you know, what this new economy is going to look like, uh, a lot of soci- um, sociologists and a, and a lot of um, economists to sit down at the table, I'm sure uh, we'll bounce back. It, like I said, it will look differently. Um, I don't know how it's going to look, 
but I, I, I believe we're, we'll, we'll be back um, because we've done it um, many times before. History has shown us yeah. that. And, and with the yeah. Spanish flu, I think, I, mean, I think we lost close to, what, 50 million people um, in, in, in some accounts. I think it said 50 um, in, in just the U.S. or overall. But it was more I mean, than World once War again, I. Once again, we were more is that yes, right? Wow. Combined. Okay. So, right, wow. yeah, uh, you brought up yeah. a lot of yeah. interesting yeah. things there. I have to, I have to slightly disagree have to, have to slightly on the whole New Deal thing. Although the infrastructure is really important, and it's not just uh, the, the wireless, um, wireless infrastructure. Um, like we have to repair all these roads that were built during that era. Like although our infrastructure is, you know, I have a little bit of a background in some civil engineering courses at A and M, and I remember them talking about how bad just our infrastructure. Is it's very old, and part of it's because it, most of it was built then. Um, there are some thoughts that if the government pumps money into it, it doesn't necessarily help uh, the economy as a whole and the individual. Although the people getting those jobs is obviously going to help. You know, my I, I don't know the right way to do it because we don't do it this way, but. You know, how do you privatize some of that stuff more? It's difficult to do whenever you don't have a toll road. But I will say that, you know, the more privatized you can do things, the less the government is involved in actual commerce and and hiring of people, the general better it is. But this is just, you know, my economic perspective. I will say, though, I 100% agree with all the other things you're bringing up. And I I do want to get your perspective, too. I'll say, like, you know, my Wi-Fi is fast enough or my my stuff's fast enough. But you have, I mean, you work with, you're a dean at a college. So you work a lot more closely with people that are coming in and younger, the younger generation these days. And I guess they kind of live off their phones more. Uh, Talk a a little bit more about that as well. Talk about kind of what you're seeing with the education system right now. Were there any trends that this is going to accentuate? Um, Is this kind of going to kind of be, I think kids in general are just kind of enjoying time off if they're younger and if they're older, they're still kind of hanging out with their friends and maybe not being great about the social distancing thing even if they should. But like, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? What are you thinking about all the stuff going on? Yeah, what's... Wow. I think... I'll start with um, K through 12 and then I'll move up to higher ed where I'm involved in both of those. And so in K through 12, what we are seeing, um, we're seeing a lot of parents who are not versed with technology. Okay. <laughs> and, and so we're also seeing parents who don't have Wi-Fi. So if a kid is given a Chromebook, thank goodness some schools are able to gives kids technology. There's still some kids when they go home don't have the internet connection to to utilize the technology. So we're seeing a disconnect there. But the good thing is there are some school districts that are purchasing hotspots so these kids can utilize the Wi-Fi. But not all school districts are created Mm -hmm. equal. So we know that there are some school districts that are not able to give kids Chromebooks, not able to give kids um, Wi-Fi. So we're relying on parents, and and trust me, I'm I am. I wish we had parents to be more responsible and step up, but the reality of it is, is that I worry with this time period, with the achievement gap with students, students who are already behind. I worry that they're going to be behind even yeah. further due to this time because we're lack we're losing instruction. We're, we're losing um, time where students are on task, where at least there was some structure. 
And and so to to just look at that element and, and look at a certain group of students, I, I see um, I do see some some things that might not be as positive happening there. So now when we, we go to the Cape to higher ed, I, I will say uh, with higher ed, we do have some challenges when it comes to hotspot as well with Wi-Fi because not everybody has Wi-Fi in their homes. And, and so a lot of students don't have um, laptops either. And so a lot of students are doing term papers on wow. their phones. I mean, this is something wow. that I hear students That's telling crazy. me that I'm writing my paper on my phone That's right crazy. now. And, and I thank God that our district was able to at least give students like the whole Microsoft package and so they could utilize it. But there are some students that are utilizing the Microsoft package through their phones and doing their and typing their papers. So these are some situations that I'm dealing with <coughs> firsthand, you know, being uh, the associate dean at El Central College. Um, I'm getting emails where, where teachers are telling me, Will, what do I do? I have a student. I have students telling me they don't have a laptop and they could access Blackboard, which is a learning man- management system that we use. So it was easier for us to go stream to, to just streamline and go online because we use this this platform anyways for our face to face learning, which Blackboard allows us to give instruction, post grades, have uh, discussion boards with our students. And so we were so we were using this type of technology. But the concern now is for some of the instructors who weren't certified to solely do their work in Blackboard. You know, yes, we used it as an aid and it was secondary. And so now we're having to shift completely online. So you're you're seeing a a twofold. You're seeing some instructors who aren't prepared, who aren't aware of all the technology with Blackboard. And then we're seeing students who don't have Wi-Fi and then students who don't have laptops. And so students who are utilizing their cell phones to do papers or to do assignments, do exams. And and I will tell you, not we all know not all cell phones right. are equal. So we have some right. students that are that are just punching away with their <laughs> with their phone that is probably three, four years old, it's real small, they really can't see the font. So there's there's a lot of things that are happening here. But you know I I am I, I'm positive, and I think we're gonna we're gonna go through this. I think we're gonna make it. Um, like I said, I if you look at history. History has shown us that we we are overcomers. We're resilient. Um, I, I, another thing, I don't think people want to hear, but this is this is like social Darwinism. This is gonna be the survival of the fittest. We are gonna see people who are resilient and people who are able to withstand some of these conditions are gonna be the ones that are gonna rise through these occasions and um you know as much as people don't like hearing that concept of the survival of the fittest uh, in in this reality that's what we're seeing i mean even if when you look at what's going on with individuals that have the covid 19 and then the, and and the ones that are able to make it through and like i said god forbid you know what's going on and all that's happening but when we sit down and look at what's what's going on Sometimes we have to call things out and what they are for whatever reason. I mean, I, I hate the fact that people are putting situations and I and but if you look at this, this is what we're seeing. Um, uh, 
Um, and, and so gotta, gotta I, I wish we had some, I wish we had some solutions um, um, and wish we could make some changes. Uh, and going back to what you were saying about government involvement, I, I, I am so against government involvement, but I will say we do need to have some input with the government. Yeah. I, I don't agree with the way yeah. the stimulus package was, was presented this first time around um, with just putting out money. I would have liked to see money with, with more uh, Wi-Fi type related infrastructure type stuff. I wish I would have seen some language like that being put in here with them saying, hey, we, we see what's going on. We see people are having to work from home. We can't assume that people are working from home, that everyone has Wi-Fi. I would have loved to have seen something in there to, to say, maybe we can work with AT&T, Verizon, some of these top telecom um, companies and work on creating more Wi-Fi cities. I would have loved to have seen something like that in the okay. field. I mean... Because now we're creating jobs. A yeah. I, I mean, I think I think a couple things. I mean, I think, I think certainly... Um, in, in some sense, this is, you know, there, there's obviously an element of, of survival of the fittest, um, but I also think that, that, you know, this is a reflection of, of what is really at the core of any civilization right now, you know, which is that um, when you do have people who are more physically vulnerable, um, civilization has to come through sometimes and, and step up for them, and, and that's what we're, we're seeing, you know, kind of kind of a collective sacrifice for for people who might be most vulnerable um but there's also um it, it's also certainly true that i i think a lot of people are um kind of having trouble really confronting this and and you know some people are more privileged in many ways than others but it is going to be very hard for people who, who fall three months back for whatever reason on this um to kind of get back and you know one example is is the students who you know might have already been a little bit borderline on discipline and, and they're in a situation where they have bad habits for however long this lasts two months three months whatever it may be um, and I think that we're going to see uh, these these people falling behind. Um, you know, in terms of, of the stimulus package, um, you know, my my concern, you know, two point two trillion dollars. Um, once you start dividing it up by you know the number of households or the number of people in this country, it's it's a shockingly large number yeah. um and i'm the the more kind of those decisions are made federally rather than locally um the less the less i think they're going to be productive you know um i think that we we have a lot of things that we need to do for example um one thing that i'm very passionate about and that i think is we're going to find out the hard way is more important than we realize are, for example, kind of the, the main street businesses, you know, the small local businesses of various types. Um, and, you know, $2.2 trillion is not going to filter down in a way that's going to help most of these places. I think it can be leveraged if for, you know, for a firm or for a city or for someone that's, that's focused on that hyper-local level, I think it can be leveraged. But otherwise... 
you know, I, I think that that when you have that much money, most of it's going to go to benefit people on the top, especially when it's not going directly to localities. It's just there's too much chance of corruption, unfortunately. So I hope I hope I'm wrong, and I'm sure that some of it's going to go to good use. But it's just it's a lot of money that that was kind of thrown out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. I think I figured out at one point. It's uh, someone can do the math for me, but I think I figured out at some point. Like sixteen thousand, sixteen thousand for every employed person. So you know, so like like if you think of like you know something like that, if you think of an employed couple. And that could be thirty thousand dollars going to that couple. Well, they don't. You might have hyperinflation, which you might get anyway from this. But, but they're not going to have problems paying their rent and their bills. So this is this is a tremendous amount of money, and it's one of the things that we wrote about at one point. Is um, I, I wrote about this. I had an article called the the fallacy of the six hundred dollar hammer. Um, which you know, basically, there's a, um, a, a, a an apocryphal story. It's not true, but how they said you know the Pentagon was charging uh, was was um, was getting charged six hundred dollars for a hammer. Um, but if you look at at waste that they actually admitted to over a five year period, it, it came out to like eight hundred dollars per American. But you know, once you once you throw out hundreds of billions of dollars, it's not it's just an abstraction, people. Um, so you see this right now where, um, you know, you see cities that, that will have a, you know, their, their downtown revitalization will spend hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. Um, and they don't actually give the local businesses the help that they need. Uh, that might have been 20000 or maybe they, maybe they could have done a facade program, or maybe they could have run a series of special events, but those things don't happen. And, you know, and because they didn't focus on that local level, you're gonna, they're going to find out, some places will find out the hard way that that $10 million that they put into their downtown revitalization or the $50 million isn't as effective because they lost six of the 10 best businesses downtown because they didn't focus on that, yes. on that local level. No, that, that, that's Big true. money is, is, you know, can get so abstract yeah. and it's not as good as, as thoughtfully spent local money and, and thinking about how do we spend every, you know, all of the money that we have in a way that's likely to get return on investment instead of how do we just pour money into the problem? So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a creative idea. I had just thought about it. Like, this is something, you know, when you have two trillion dollars and it's almost already year marked for everything, and then you have ideas like that, you know, I feel like, you know, I feel like you know it. It, it might have been. Know, it's hard it, it because everybody been, wanted to use it, but it's also uh, like you know. There's some other ideas like, that people could come up with. And, um, do you have any other nuggets of knowledge? Um, and also, I want to give you. Do you have any anything else? I don't know if I cut you off on that. No, no, no. I think it's good. It's a good discussion. I mean, I mean, I think the the main thing or the main theme is is preparation. And really try to look at trends, look at uh, past behaviors, past things in historical time, and then look at trends now and see what is going to be the need for the future. So we know that we know that this disease, this virus is is dealing with with our respiratory. So maybe looking at at things that are geared towards that. So so now we're talking about maybe looking at more smog and emissions type um, 
you know, infrastructure jobs out here to to work towards this stuff because it's not going away. Um, and so we're I, I think we're going to probably see more people focusing now looking at respiratory issues and trying to see how we can even reduce it or going in environments where, you know, you, where they have certain type of filters, you know, just just looking at different things. Because what I what I hate, what I think is going to be the new norm is what I'm starting to see even at some of these stores is that they're requiring you to wear a mask to come into a store. And and so now I'm starting to see a divide of the of the haves and the have nots with just mm. masks. I mean, we're looking at little things uh, of a mask, but I, I even did some research. So I was like, man, OK. So I go here and they're saying, and I, and I thank God I'm prepared to have a mask, but I'm thinking about some people who might not be able to go in this store because they don't have a mask. Mm. And so, you know, we have all kind of methods now where you can use masks, but I did some some studies. There were, they had some of these um, things implemented with masks in New York. And you could see articles where people were being assaulted and because of a mask. Mm. So, so you look at these how how this 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 pandemic is creating issues that we didn't right. see you know just with that right. just two weeks ago so just looking at how right now mask and toilet paper is like the new currency <laughs> so to speak you know and and really looking at it just makes you think like how long can the dollar survive um and really have you thinking about economics and even when we look at this this pandemic, we know China has been pushing towards uh, manipulating currency for years. This is a great time yeah. now, yeah. you know. So there's a lot. No, I yeah. won't go conspiracy theory. I'll, 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 I'll leave it alone because I, I, I have a lot of thoughts. Yeah, on yeah. It. I want to give you two. It's a drunk podcast. Well, that's the other one we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the other one. Uh, I want to yeah, give you a chance that. too because I, I know where you're coming from whenever you're talking about survival of the fittest you're not like a luck like like kind of guy you're, you, the reason, one of the reasons you, know. you do what you do is you want to help people so if you got a kid and tell me if I'm wrong on this you got a kid who's writing papers on his phone he probably doesn't even think it's weird or she doesn't think it's weird they think it's like oh yeah this is what you do right but like you got a kid that's uh, you know, maybe they're one of the, at least one of their parents lost their job, and they don't have access to some of these things you're talking about. What kind of advice do you give them? Like, what are some things where you're like, here's some practical steps, here's some things you can do right now to kind of take the next step that like maybe you didn't even know you needed to be taking. Like, it's probably not just sitting there watching Netflix and hanging out with friends for the next three months. So, what are some different things that you're gonna be like, hey man? I would, I would, man, I. I Take advantage if you have the internet. You know, once again, not assuming, but if you have the internet, get on YouTube. Um, go see how you can develop yourself. Look at your strengths and weaknesses. Think, look at the trends. You know, prepare yourself. Um, make yourself marketable for this new economy. Yeah. We know it's going to bounce back. Um, be prepared. Um, do not be lackadaisical. Be positive. Know that we're going to make it through it and have hope because um, I, I think that's what it's going to take. I, I, I think we don't want to we don't want to get complacent and and fall into despair and not be ready for when this thing does level out and they got then they get a cure. We want people to, to keep being hopeful. We want people to be creative, but we need to be creators. Bottom line. Um, we have to be creators. 
We, we got to create. That's that's partly why we're in the situation that we're in is because we're not creators. We are depending on our, our, our for China to provide us with masks. You know, um, some of the vaccinations come from there. We we have to build back up our country. Um, and so just to tell everyone, how can we contribute? How can you as an individual contribute to make this country better? Be thinking about how you can make this country better, not how you can take from this country, but how can you contribute and make this country better? Because I think if, if we start thinking about that and thinking that we each have a role in making this country better, then I think we will we will beat this thing. But if we are sitting on the sidelines and woe is me and, and, and not trying to look at solutions and find solutions, then I, I, I think it's part of the problem. Um, that we're that we're seeing now. I mean, think about it. Um, we're having to rely on China for masks. I mean, when I heard that, I mean that that just made me sick to my stomach. We are we're the we're the United States. When I grew up, man, that I mean, that's all I knew. It was like, hey, you know, we're the U.S. We we we, we led in we led in a lot of things, and and the fact that a lot of our doctors are not even American. I, and I don't have no problem. My family is born from another country. You know, I'm, I'm an immigrant. But what I am saying is we have to be creators. And, and, and we have to, as people, come together where we're not solely relying on other countries to provide the things that we need. Because we have become consumers. And, and we need to go back to being creators. And I'll leave it like yeah. that. And I think, and I think that that, I think that ties that into... That you know, having having more self reliance on the community scale, on the neighborhood scale, as well. I mean, you know, because my my area of focus and our area of focus is mostly on the scale of the downtowns and and the neighborhoods and and the cities. And you see, you know, even these economic development models, where you know the the firms that are local, whether they're you know, larger firms, medium or mom and pops, there's very little support for those. It's all about fishing and it's not about supporting what you have. So it's it's the same type of thing. It's like, well, you you were willing to pay someone to come in and, and create jobs, but you weren't willing to, to go to the companies you already have and say, I don't know, can we help you set up a website? Can we help you with social media? Can we, you know, what can we do for you to help you help yourself? And we're going to have to think that way most way. urgently, more most urgently than urgently never, more than ever, than ever uh, more urgently than ever now. So, yeah. No, you, you, you bring up a good point, but I, I think that hits another topic because at the end of the day, it comes back to doing these businesses responsibly and having integrity because the reason why we have sold out a lot of our our. our our resources and our goods to other countries is because the lack of integrity and one individuals or certain individuals were able to benefit financially from this instead of looking at the big picture and saying, yes, I might not be able to bring Jim Blow in to do this job who is a friend of mine, but let me more so think about this community in the whole. Instead of me thinking about moving this over here because I will save X amount of dollars in tax incentives. Is we need to start looking at generations. Like, what can we do to better the next generation? Because if, if we were thinking like that, we would not be in this situation. 
because our factories wouldn't be gone. We would be able to produce a mask. Who knows what we would be able to produce with some of the innovation, but we've lost that because we became more isolated with our thinking. And, and I'm all for, for um, the way our, our economics is structured in this country, but we have to be responsible and we have to understand that we're all in this together. Um, and if we're gonna build this country, we, we, we have to look at going back to being in, um, having integrity and being responsible, um, but, but being creators. I like it. Yeah, I think we're we're a very we're a very creative country in many ways, and and you know we're able to do things right now that that other countries um, can't do. But there's no question that we've lost a lot of our ability to take care of ourselves. So I think that's that's all a good point. Um, okay, well I I think um, this has been a really good conversation. Um, anything else, Will, that you'd like to add, either either about kind of generally about this country or about um, kind of the real estate situation that we're facing and the development situation and, and um, how it's changing or how it's affected by um, or maybe affected by the, the COVID-19 situation that we're facing now? Um, I think the only thing I would add is you know, going back to, you know, just research, um, looking at at different sites to to kind of triangulate and compare information that's coming in, not just being so re- reliance on one site and, and really just try to look at trends and, and, and going back to preparation. And so that's about it. I mean, I don't really have have yeah. anything else to to. Yeah. Share at this Any point. Any shameless plug? Anything you want to share about yourself? People you work with, or any of that stuff? Definitely, definitely. Um, shout out to all of the instructors um, at the college level, teachers at the K through 12 that are trying to get instructions to the young people, to the next generation, to the to the working parents that are taking classes and that are not used to being online. But just, you know, stay focused, know that you can get through this. Um, and then for anyone who has any more questions or anything, you can reach me at William Two Smith at, at Yahoo dot com um, or William uh, K. Smith at Judge Fight uh, dot com. And, and so, you know, if I could help you with any real estate needs or I could advise you on taking classes at Dallas Community College, then um, that's how you can get me. Great. We'll probably link your contact in there. We might cut that and just put a and just put it as like a link to your page. Um, but we're on Spotify now, man. So you can be on Spotify and like all day long. So yeah. Uh, excellent. I appreciate that. I mean, I appreciate the. Hey, I, I appreciate the invitation. Um, yeah. But you know, I I definitely have some conspiracy theories that we could talk about. Yeah, offline, we we're offline now. Yeah, that we were, we're offline now. Yeah, we got oh, okay. You got your, like, final yeah, no, thing in there. Yeah, I'm not recording. Yeah, not not. I'm not recording. But what's your conspiracy theory? Man, I. I-